We're going to have a conversation about something that we sort of touched on yesterday. Uh, we had a discussion with with one of our guests about farming and some of the many challenges facing small-scale farmers. Uh, this is a really uh, new, unique approach to farming, and it has to do with a, an Alberta-based company helping farmers get a bird's-eye view of their land using drones. Marcus Weber is the president of Landview Drones, and he's joining us now. Marcus, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm fine, thanks. Thanks Thanks so much for joining me and talking about this. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about your company, first of all. What is Landview Drones? What are you all about? So we specialize on the use of drones in agriculture in every fashion. So we uh, supply farmers when they need a thermal camera for finding cattle in the bush. We'll also do crop health mapping and more recently um, spraying applications by drones. So the drone actually applies product now. So how how does being trained in using a drone help a farmer? What how can this how can this make things more efficient? So drones are being used in almost every industry and eventually will be used in pretty much every industry. It's just a different way of getting around that you don't have to use the ground anymore. So you can access difficult to access areas. Um, very quickly. So that's by far the most common use is just saving time. Um, When people are looking for cattle two miles away, they can use a drone to go find them um, without having to traverse all that distance. And what's in between there is a creek and a forest and and a bunch of fence lines. And now they can just overfly all of that and figure out where the cattle are. So Um, that's it. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask you, how does your training work then? I mean, is this something that's quite intensive? How do farmers get a handle on this? Yeah, we we always spend two days training people. Um, A big part of it is just uh, the rules. So in Canada, since June of 2019, you need to have a certificate to fly any drone that weighs 250 grams or more, regardless of the purpose. So most of the recreational pilots that are out there flying drones should be certified as well. Um, Transport Canada is uh, protecting our airspace by making sure that people aren't flying drones where they're not supposed to. So we spend some time on that. About half of the time is spent on that. And then the other half is just teaching them how to fly manually. Um, our, our groups are, you know, everything from 11 years old to 82, I think, was the oldest person that we had participating. Um, we teach them how to fly drones. And then on the second day, we spend a lot of time on how to actually use it on the farm to make money, save money, save time. Um, and really get into those more advanced use cases. So what's been the reaction then? That's a wide variety of people from 11 years old to 82. What's been the reaction? Oh, it's it's amazing. Um, I, I really like when the grandfathers and grandchildren come together. I, that happens fairly frequently, believe it or not. And we, we get a lot of people that have never passed an online test passing the online test for their Uh, Transport Canada certification. So they're pretty proud of what they've accomplished just in terms of that. But they get some experience flying the drones and they can immediately see how that's going to be useful for them on the farm. Um, The the current one, if you you started with saying you were talking to small farmers, um, the spraying drones are getting really quick adoption by small farmers. And the biggest reason is that a spraying drone is much lower cost than a ground sprayer. Ground sprayers start at about $650,000. Even a small farm is really capital intensive, but a spraying drone is $40,000 and can spray a farm of 1,500 acres. Okay, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I, I wanted to ask you that question, but I was afraid that it was naive. If you can spray with a drone or if you're if you're even able to, <laughs> to cover very much land with what a drone's able to carry, I, I mean, do you, do you constantly have to keep making making trips back to refill it? How does that work? Yeah, so today's, today's drones do a good job of the spraying itself, but there's two things kind of stopping it from being large scale. 
Um, one is regulations. So in Canada, we're really proud of our food safety. Um, the Pest Management Regulatory Agency is an arm of Health Canada and protects their environment. And they're currently not allowing us to use pesticide products yet. Hmm. Um, so they need evidence that that's safe, that it doesn't drift from a drone excessively, you know, those types of things. Okay. So we're still waiting for legal application of pest control products. But in the meantime, farmers are using it for fertilizer application, for biological application, for seeding of cover crops, um, really helping to save some money and not spend it on chemical products as well. Um, then the other part is exactly what you flagged. That drone comes back every six minutes, typically. Um, if you're spraying at large scale, every six minutes you're refilling a 40-liter tank. So it's it's a busy job. It's it's not as as fun as some people would think flying a drone would be. It, it really is hard work. But in terms, of, I mean, I think all anything to do with farming is going to be hard work, and you're never really going to be able to walk yourself around that issue. But this could create, I think, so many efficiencies to just try to make things a little bit faster, and even at the very least, just give a farmer a better perspective of what's going on. I think a really interesting component of this is is being able to to watch your cattle and not necessarily interrupt uh, processes like calving, so you can kind of get that view without actually really being directly involved and sort of let nature take its course, right? Yep, exactly. And and one of the other big benefits too is going to be that um, the adoption of spraying drones will significantly increase the amount of precision agriculture. So we're going to be applying less product to only the parts of the field that need it, whether that's fertilizer or crop protection. Um, one drone can image the field and tell you where you need to apply a product and where you don't. Hmm. Um, so as far as the environment, it's, it's going to be incredible for just reducing the chemical loading as well. Do you see Do you see it in a few years down the road, a farm operating without a drone? This seems like this would, this would just be such a helpful tool, almost necessary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the economics will drive that. And I always say on a farm, most of the time, protection of the environment and the protection of the farmer's wallet go together. And this is definitely one of those cases. Farmers aren't going to adopt drones because they're good for the environment. They're going to adapt it, adopt it because it's good for their wallet, for the bottom line. And when things are good for the bottom line, they get adopted quickly. So I, I think the vast majority of farms five or ten years from now will be using drones as a big part of their business. Well, good thing that you're uh, that you're the president of a drone company. Then the future looks awfully bright for you, Marcus. Thanks so much for joining the show and explaining a little bit about your work. Thank you very much. Of course. Take care. Marcus Weber is president of Landview Drones, helping farmers uh, in, at least be more efficient by offering them training and uh, helping them spray their farms using drones.